Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. This is Therese, and it's another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about your mission. And this isn't like the corporate, like, this is our mission. Oh, no, no, no. This, I mean, your soul mission, the thing that I believe God gives to you. Like, there's in my worldview, there's something you uniquely are here to do. There's usually been seeds of it from from beginning of your life. And when you're on it, when you're in it, ooh, it's that sweet, sweet, sweet spot. So today, I thought it'd be cool to talk to you about the book I wrote. This is called Love-Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. And what I want to do is I want to share with you just the whole concept of mission. Can you really create a business around, not like the mission, vision, values, things of the corporate days, but like, what is yours to do in the world? As a, as a solo business owner or a person operating your own business, are you living your mission? Are you doing the work that your soul is here to do? Are you doing the work that God is like, that is uniquely yours? Let's see. All right. So just a little, little backstory about the book. I don't know if you've written a book, but whew. <laughs> so um, this process, this book took me about five years. So I had started. So what happened is that my, my, one of my dear friends, Michelle Parizawasik, is, is a publisher. And so she said, write a book and my company will publish it. And then my mom died. And it was a sudden death. So it just threw, like just everything just got derailed. So about another year goes by and I'm like, okay, I'm all set. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to write the book. And then my beloved ex-husband, kid's dad died suddenly. So got derailed. Then I get a little like, okay, I can do it. I'm, I'm all right. I'm getting better. And Michelle comes to me and she's like, you ready? Are you going to do it? I said, oh, yes, yes, of course. So I write a book. It was at a different title, but I write a book and it sucked <laughs> because I was so focused on the word count. Like I've got to get 22,000 words and I had a really cool concept, right? I had this beautiful concept, but I think I was so um, struggling in my life with grief and kind of trying to help my children heal and, you know, pick up all the pieces of the estate and all the things that I had to handle. I think I just was phoning it in. I really do. I, I, I would go to blog posts and pull some copy and I would rewrite. And, and after I got that, uh, the first draft with just wretched amounts of edits, <laughs> basically the editor, I'm sure was ready to, you know, just like, just go drinking after reading my, my, uh, my manuscript. It took me out of the game. I couldn't do it. I didn't have, I, I couldn't see a way out. And I was so defeated. And I'm not normally like that, right? I'm not a perfectionist. I don't care if you redline things. 
but I thought I had done my best. And I don't know if you read Brene Brown's book called uh, The Big Idea. Is that what it's called? Um, but basically what she says is as an, an idea comes to you. And if you're not getting it out in the world, the idea will go somewhere else. And so the idea that I had for the book, actually what's crazy is one of my best girlfriends, Julie Fouch, wrote that book. That was her, the idea meant to be with her. So we had to, I had to let go of the original title of the book. And then Michelle reaches back out and says, okay, I've got other authors that would really like to this spot. Are you gonna do it? And what she said that was so powerful, she said, look, if you're gonna write a book that's transformative, because you do transformative work, you have to let the book transform you. You have to let the writing of the book transform you. That was a different game. So then I got support. Then I, I flew out to New Jersey. One of my very best friends, Elizabeth Phelps, literally midwiped the, the, the chapters out of me. Like she midwiped the thesis. She midwiped the like what I believe. Because that's very hard. You know, I'm an extrovert. I, that is not easy for me to sit down and so to have somebody just pull it out was magical. And then, so it launched about a year ago. March of 2020, and it's pretty successful. People really like it. I've run book circles. I, you know, I put people together and we read the book and we, I coach them and we just discuss it. It's, so it's been, it's been this like, whoa, I, I wrote a book, I heard a freaking book. It's actually really good. And I'm getting fabulous feedback. And so I thought I just would bring it to you today. Um, of course, shamelessly pitching, you should buy the freaking book. But beside that, let me just tell you some things. So, so this is the premise of the book. There's something specific that you and you alone are here to do for the world. It's your soul's purpose for your life. You were given the seeds, your unique way to serve, even if in the beginning you didn't recognize them. So that's the premise, right? Business can be just, just a capitalistic adventure. You can just go, I like the ROI on that business. I'm going to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then though there are those of us, particularly I think if we sell our services, right? There are those of us who are wired to serve at a level that is very mission-driven. And sometimes that can be a pain because how do you charge if it's your soul's work? How do you charge if it's transformational or spiritual? Like, I know I've had that challenge. And a lot of the women that I work with, that they're doing their great work in the world, they seem to undervalue themselves, right? So when I have asked, like, when I have run my, um, my book circles, and I'll say, so what's in the way of getting your mission out in the world? So let me show you a couple things. So one fear is I'm not ready. The fear of being ready. You know, and did, did y'all know that I used to be a psychotherapist? Don't let it scare you. It actually is very helpful. And uh, what I know is very often we have this idea, well, I'm not ready. I need a better website or I need more. Like there is legitimacy. There are certain things you have to have in place. I'm not saying that's not true. But if you are one of those people that it's never quite good enough, you've got to always tweak it. So, like we can always tweak, absolutely. But if that drive holds you back, I'm not quite ready. I'm not quite ready. There, I got to get more education or I need a certification or I got to take another course. 
underneath that is shame, right? Underneath that is the belief that something that you're not good enough, right? And that's not true. I talk a lot in the book and I talk about in my practice about trauma, the effect trauma has on us and the fact more, more so shame has on us because it's basically the great lie that tells us who you are isn't enough. You won't, you won't be enough. And so now go try to sell yourself. Go make a business and sell yourself. The second fear holding people back is the fear of being seen. Ooh, I love this one. You know, there's visibility and then there's being seen. And in fact, I did a podcast on that. So you should look at my website and the, the podcast episodes, find that one because it's a really exquisite distinction. Are you being visible? Or are you being seen? A lot of people can be visible. They have Twitter followers. They're on Instagram. They're posting memes. They're sharing their content. Are they really being seen? Like, are you being real? Are you being vulnerable? Are you, are you really, really, really showing the world who you love, what you love, how you show up, what you don't like, what your struggles were? You know, the guests I bring on this podcast don't have trouble being seen. I specifically pick them because they're talking their real story. They'll say, yeah, I was homeless and now I got a multiple six-figure business. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was a drug addict. I, I sold out, I, whatever it is, right? And so very often when you're thinking of growing a business, it's like, God, you got to put more of yourself out there. The farther you go, the more you go, the more people are going to want you. And I don't mean your time. They want to connect with who you are, right? And so if there's a, there's a party that holds back, that's going to interfere. Another three, number three is the fear of looking like a fraud. Anybody have that? That is all shame. You know, I, full transparency, I went through bankruptcy. I get it. Like I'm supposed to help people with their, grow their businesses. And I fucked up my money so badly. Well, the recession helped me, <laughs> but it's like, what happens is our little gremlins in our mind tell us all the places that we are frauds, that people aren't going to believe us, that we're not enough, blah, 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 blah. So when you're going to get your mission out in the world, these are the things that like the little gremlins that are going to hit you. Next one is lack of trust, managing money. Have you ever had that experience of like, my income is up and then it's down and it's up and it's down. Or if I get money and I spend it right away. Like I think people, if you have money issues, that is another reason why you don't play on a bigger level. Because if I can't manage handling 60,000, how the heck am I going to manage handling 300,000, right? That's one of the issues. Then the final one is fear of failure. Fear of failure is a big one why people don't get their mission out. Because again, the gremlins it, and, and shame. I, I think you guys also should listen to my podcast on shame because I, I, didn't, I didn't start flooding to, on this, this show talking about shame, but ah, seems like I'm talking a lot about shame, right? It's all interconnected. There's something in you that basically is going to tell you, you really, you don't have enough. You're not enough. You have blah, 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 right? All the little negative voices. And so here's a couple, couple more points about getting your mission business out there. I have this idea that many of us, and I'm going to particularly speak about women now, we have spent our lives taking care of, being there for, being nurturers, being available for everybody, right? We're moms, we're partners, we're, we're girlfriends, we're lovers, we're sisters, we're wives, whatever. And so we very much have this energy of, I have to take care of everybody. And sometimes at the expense of our own self. You know, if you're a woman over 40, you were not raised with Oprah. You were not raised with badass women that had boundaries and could, uh, could set their own courses. You were raised with 
the culture of women is that deferred and acquiesced and often said, oh, no, 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 let's just take care of you first. So you have these patterns built in. You're there for everybody. You're supporting, you're nurturing, you're caring. And then you go start a business. And while those patterns might work in your family or in your personal relationships, try go starting a business. A, your ass is going to get kicked with all your limiting beliefs. I'll just, I'll just like, let me just tell you that right ahead of time. Okay. And B, what happens is when you grow your business, you have to grow into a different person. Meaning, I mean, and I don't mean to change your values. I don't mean, you know, suddenly you have to be Democrat or Republican or, you know, whatever it is. You have to think differently. You have to be more how do I say this? Committed to the mission than you are to your small self. More committed to doing the work and serving the most amount of people you can serve than being afraid of your codependency and being worried that, well, what if I say that? What will somebody think? Or gosh, can I really take all those days off? Or do I really deserve to have this much money? It's like, what, what kind of the person that you have been at home and in your world is very different than the business leader. Like those are different skill sets. Those are different ideas that you're going to have to grow into. So in wrapping up, here's what I'd ask you. Number one, what is your big mission? What is the thing you want? Like, what's your, like, if you stood on a mountain and, and made the promise, like, this is what I'm here for. And this is what I want to do. This is what I believe. Number one, what is that? And number two, who is it for? And number three, why? Why does it matter? Why does that matter? You know, years ago when I was asking myself these questions, I had been involved with somebody that was giving money to um, villages in Africa to bring water and education, right? Bring schools, build schools and build water. And I gave money, I gave a whole bunch of money. I thought that was a very worthy cause, but I was like, that's not my big heart thing. Like, I can feel like kind of an asshole, truly. I was like, oh my God, I, like everybody's raving about this. And I'm like, that is so awesome. And I love that I contributed a large amount of money for the children in Africa. But my mission is to help the women that I work with become financially free. Because when they become financially free, they are bolder. They have more confidence. They influence, number one, the economy, but they also influence their daughters and their sons, and they're able to build better lives for everybody around them. So for some, it might be helping children in Africa or helping end homelessness or whatever. For me, it's helping women get free because they can make the money be fully expressed and have a business and life they love. That's my mission. And I'll just say it. And I can tell you why. And, and if I really talk about it, I will get teary because it's like, that's what you want. You want you don't want to talk about mission like, oh, yeah, I would love to end homelessness. That would be a great idea. And be flat. You want your mission such that it gets you out of bed every day. You want your mission such that you're willing to walk through the fire because you know you have to. You have no other choice. You know that expression, burn the chips? Oh, there's no other not working on the mission. I know for me, I'm going to just pull my shirt here. It's just, it's just like pulling me forward. Like, ah, I don't have a choice, even if I don't want to do it. And I never not want to do it, but it's, it's like my soul's got me. Right. And so if you can find this, this thing in you to this degree, this is how you become unstoppable. Right. So what is your mission? 
Who is it for? Why does it matter? Write those down, like have those really close, have them in your head because sometimes on the days where maybe we feel less than or we're struggling with something or things aren't working, our small selves will want to crumble. Our small selves will be like, oh, maybe I can get just a job. It's too hard. But the mission part of you, the God part of you is just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, so what's your mission? And then what's in the way? I gave you five different things. It could be something else. It could be, I haven't exactly landed the mission. It could be people in my life wouldn't support the mission. It could be nobody in my family has done this before. So I want you to really, really, really identify what is in the way. And then the final one is, what would you fear if you got it? Like, boom. So I have this, like, I, I use this a lot. I have this, like, fairy godmother wand that I wave over my clients and I go, poof, you got it. What would you fear if you actually got the thing you desired and had a successful life and business around it? Not just struggling to get by. Like, really, like, making money, enjoying life. What would change for you? Are there people that might leave you? Are there relationships that might get rocky? See, these are all like when I work with people, I work with what is a resistance coming up? What's the, what's the little niggly messages that are getting in your, like that is where the freaking magic is. Like that, you want to get, get somewhere, you uncover those pieces. You dive into the resistance. So make sure you're asking yourself those questions. All right. I've had so much fun. So number one, make sure you buy the book, go to Amazon or anywhere you get your books. It's fabulous. I'm hearing, seriously, it's like really changing people's lives. It's super easy to read. It's packed with very easy to do exercise. It's not just esoteric. It's because I'm a pretty grounded, practical person. So you will enjoy that. And if I can support you in any way, just message me. I'm super available. I'd love to have a conversation with you. We could flesh out what that mission is, how to package your business in it, and how to make money from it. That's the work I do. Alrighty, peace and blessings and much love to you. Bye now. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you. We'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.